Hello. Hi, everyone. Good morning. We are finishing Judges today. Judges 19 to 21. On this Monday morning, hope you're doing OK. And then tomorrow we just read Ruth one more time. And then we're away. Well, we're still here, but we're we're we finished reading uh, RBT. Oh, no, I've just seen the subtitle for the beginning of chapter 19, a Levite and his concubine. That's not great, is it? Um, <laughs> OK, Lord Jesus, please speak to us as we read the end of Judges and help us to hear your voice. Amen. Let's go for it. In those days, Israel had no king. Now, a Levite who lived in a remote area in the hill country of Ephraim took a concubine from Bethlehem in Judah, but she was unfaithful to him. She left him and went back to her father's house in Bethlehem, Judah. After she'd been there for four months, her husband went to her to persuade her to return. He had with him his servant and two donkeys. She took him into her father's house. And when her father saw him, he gladly welcomed him. His father-in-law, the girl's father, prevailed upon him to stay. So he remained with him three days, eating and drinking and sleeping there. On the fourth day, he got up early and uh, he prepared to leave. But the girl's father said to his son-in-law, refresh yourself with something to eat, then you can go. So the two of them sat down to eat and drink together. Afterwards, the girl's father said, please stay tonight and enjoy yourself. When the man got up to go, his father-in-law persuaded him. So he stayed there that night. On the morning of the fifth day, when he arose to go, the girl's father said, refresh yourself. Wait all afternoon. Wait till afternoon, sorry. So the two of them ate together. Then when the man with his concubine and his servant got up to leave, his father-in-law, the girl's father, said, Now look, it's almost evening. Spend the night here. The day is nearly over. Stay and enjoy yourself. Early tomorrow morning you can get up and be on your way home. But unwilling to stay another night, the man left and went towards Jebus. That is Jerusalem. With his two saddled donkeys and his concubine, when they were near Jebus and the day was almost gone, the servant said to his master, come, let's stop at this city of the Jebusites and spend the night. His master replied, no, we won't go into the alien city whose people are not Israelites. We will go to Gibeah. He added, come, let's try to reach Gibeah or Ramah and spend the night in one of those places. So they went on and the sun set as they neared Gibeah in Benjamin. There they stopped to spend the night. They went and sat in the city square, but no one took them into his home for the night. That evening, an old man from the hill country of Ephraim who was living in Gibeah, the men of the place were Benjaminites, came in from his work in the fields. 
When he looked and saw the traveller in the city square, the old man asked, where are you going? Where did you come from? He answered, we're on our way from Bethlehem and Judah to a remote area in the hill country of Ephraim where I live. I've been to Bethlehem and Judah and now I'm going to the house of the Lord. No one's taken me into his house. We've both straw and fodder for our donkeys and bread and wine for ourselves, us, uh, ourselves, your servants, me, your maidservants and the young man with us. We don't need anything. You're welcome to stay at my house, the old man said. Let me supply you with whatever you need. Only don't spend the night in the square. So we took him into his house and fed his donkeys. After they washed uh, their feet, they had something to eat and drink. While they were enjoying themselves, some of the wicked men of the city surrounded the house. Pounding on the door, they shouted to the old man who owned the house. Bring out the man who came to your house so that we can have sex with him. The owner of the house went outside and said to them, no, my friends, don't be so vile. Since this man is my guest, don't do this disgraceful thing. Look, here's my virgin daughter and his concubine. I can bring them out to you now and you can use them and do to them whatever you wish. But to this man, don't do such a disgraceful thing. But the men would not listen to him. So the man took his concubine and sent her outside and they raped her oh, my life and abused her throughout the night. And at dawn, they let her go. At daybreak, the women went back to the house where her master was staying, fell down at the door and lay there until daylight. When her master got up in the morning and opened the door of the house and stepped out to continue on his way, there lay his concubine, fallen in the doorway of the house with her hands on the threshold. He said to her, get up, let's go, but there was no answer. Then the man put her on his donkey and set out for home. When he reached home, he took a knife and cut up his concubine limb by limb into 12 parts and sent them into all areas of Israel. Everyone who saw it said, such a thing has never been seen or done. Not since the day the Israelites came up out of Egypt. Think about it, consider it, tell us what to do. Then all the Israelites from Dan to Beersheba and from the land of Gilead came out as one man and assembled before the Lord in Mizpah. The leaders of all the people of the tribes of Israel took their places in the assembly of the people of God, 400,000 soldiers armed with swords. The Benjaminites heard that the Israelites had gone up to Mizpah. Then the Israelites said, tell us how this awful thing has happened. So the Levite, the husband of the murdered woman said, I and my concubine came to Gibeah in Benjamin to spend the night. During the night, the men of Gibeah came after me and surrounded the house, intending to kill me. They raped my concubine and she died. I took my concubine, cut her into pieces and sent one piece to each region of Israel's inheritance because they committed this lewd and disgraceful act in Israel. Now all your Israelites speak up and give your verdict. All the people rose as one man saying, none of us will go home. No, not one of us will return to his house. But now this is what we'll do to Gibeah. We'll go up against it as the lot directs. We'll take 10 men out of every 100 from all the tribes of Israel and 100 from 1,000 and 1,000 from 10,000 and get provisions for the army. 
Then when the army arrives at Gibeah in Benjamin, it can give them what they deserve. For all this vileness done in is for all this vileness done in Israel. So all the men of Israel got together and united as one man against the city. The tribes of Israel sent men throughout the tribe of Benjamin, saying, What about this awful crime that was committed among you? Now surrender those wicked men of Gibeah, so that we may put them to death and purge the evil from Israel. But the Benjaminites would not listen to their fellow Israelites. From their towns they came together at Gibeah to fight against the Israelites. At once the Benjaminites mobilized 26,000 swordsmen from their towns in addition to 700 chosen men from those living in Gibeah. Among all these soldiers were 700 chosen men who were left-handed, each of whom could sling a stone at a hare and not miss. Israel, apart from Benjamin, mustered 400,000 swordsmen, all of them fighting men. The Israelites went up to Bethel and inquired of God. They said, who of us shall go first to fight against the Benjaminites? The Lord replied, Judah shall go first. The next morning, the Israelites got up and pitched a camp near Gibeah. The men of Israel went out to fight the Benjaminites and took up the battle positions against them at Gibeah. The Benjaminites came out of Gibeah and cut down 22,000 Israelites on the battlefield that day. But the men of Israel encouraged one another and again took up their positions where they had stationed themselves the first day. The Israelites went up and wept before the Lord until the evening and they inquired of the Lord. They said, shall we go up again to battle against the Gideonites, our brothers? The Lord answered, go up against them. Then the Israelites drew near to Benjamin the second day, this time when the Benjaminites came out from Gibeah to oppose them. They cut down another 18,000 Israelites. Sorry, all of them armed with swords. Then the Israelites, all the people went up to Bethel and there they sat weeping before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. And the Israelites inquired of the Lord. In those days, the Ark of the Covenant of God was there with Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, ministering before it. They asked, shall we go up again to battle with Benjamin, our brother, or not? The Lord responded, go, for tomorrow I'll give them into your hands. Then Israel set an ambush around Gibeah. They went up against the Benjaminites on the third day and took up positions against Gibeah as they'd done before. The Benjaminites came out to meet them and were drawn away from the city. They began to inflict casualties on the Israelites as before, so that about 30 men fell in the open field and on the roads, the one leading to Bethel and the other to Gibeah. While the Benjaminites were saying, we are defeating them as before, the Israelites were saying, let's retreat and draw them away from the city to the roads. All the men of Israel moved from their places and took up their positions at Baal, Tamar, and the Israelite ambush charged out of its place on the west of Gibeah. Then 10,000 of Israel's finest men made a frontal attack on Gibeah. The fighting was so heavy that the Benjaminites did not realize how near disaster was. The Lord defeated Benjamin before Israel, and on that day, the Israelites struck down 25,100 Benjaminites, all armed with swords. Then the Benjaminites saw that they were beaten, 
Now the men of Israel had given way before Benjamin because they relied on the ambush they had set near Gibeah. The men who'd been in ambush made a sudden dash into Gibeah, spread out and put the whole city to the sword. The men of Israel had arranged with the ambush that they should send up a great cloud of smoke from the city and then the men of Israel would turn in the battle. The Benjaminites had begun to inflict casualties on the men of Israel, about 30, and they said we are defeating them as in the first battle. <clears throat> but when the column of smoke began to rise from the city, the Benjaminites turned and saw the smoke of the whole city going up into the sky. Then the men of Israel turned on them and the men of Benjamin were terrified because they realized that disaster had come upon them. So they fled before the Israelites in the direction of the desert, but they could not escape the battle. And the men of Israel who came up out of the towns cut them down there. They surrounded the Benjaminites, chased them and easily overran them in the vicinity of Gibeah on the east. 18,000 Benjaminites, all of them uh, valiant fighters, fell. As they turned and fled towards the desert to the rock of Rimmon, the Israelites cut down 5,000 men along the roads. They kept pressing after the Benjaminites as far as Gidon and struck down 2,000 more. On that day, 25,000 Benjamin swordsmen fell, all of them valiant fighters, but 600 men turned and fled into the desert to the Rock of Rimmon, where they stayed for four months. The men of Israel went back to Benjamin and put all the towns to the sword, including the animals and everything else they found. All the towns they came across, they set on fire. The men of Israel had taken an oath at Mizpah. Not one of us will give his daughter in marriage to a Benjaminite. The people went to Bethel, where they sat before God until evening, raising their voices and weeping bitterly. O oh Lord, the God of Israel, they cried. Why has this happened to Israel? Why should one tribe be missing from Israel today? Early the next day, the people built an altar and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Israelites asked, who from all the tribes of Israel has failed to, to assemble before the Lord? For they had taken a solemn oath that anyone who failed to assemble before the Lord at Mizpah should certainly be put to death. Now the Israelites grieved for their brothers, the Benjaminites. Today, one tribe is cut off from Israel, they said. How can we provide wives for those who are left? since we've taken an oath by the Lord to not give any of them to our daughters in marriage. Then they asked, which one of the tribes of Israel failed to assemble before the Lord of Mizpah? They discovered that no one from Jabesh Gilead had come to the camp for the assembly. For when they counted the people, they found none of the people of Jabesh Gilead were there. So they assembled, sorry, so the assembly sent 12,000 fighting men with instructions to go to Jabesh Gilead and put to the sword those living there including the women and children. This is what you're to do, they said. Kill every male and every woman who's not a virgin. They found among the people living in Jabesh Gilead 400 young women who had never slept with a man, and they took them to the camp at Shiloh in Canaan. Then the whole assembly sent an offer of peace to the Benjaminites at the Rock of Rimmon. So the Benjaminites returned at that time and were given uh, to the women of Jabesh Gilead who'd been spared, but there were not enough for all of them. 
The people grieved for Benjamin because the Lord had made a gap in the tribes of Israel. And the elders of the assembly said, with the women of Benjamin destroyed, how shall we provide wives for the men who were left? The Benjamin survivors must have heirs, they said, so that a tribe of Israel will not be wiped out. We can't give them our daughters as wives since we Israelites have taken this oath. Cursed be anyone who gives a wife to, to a Benjaminite. But look, there is an annual festival of the Lord at Shiloh to the north of Bethel and east of the road that goes from Bethel to Shechem and to the south of Lebanoah. So they instructed the Benjaminites saying, go and hide in the vineyards and watch. When the girls of Shiloh come out and join in the dancing, then rush from the vineyards. Each of you sees a wife from the girls of Shiloh and go to the land of Benjamin. When their fathers or brothers complain to us, we'll say to them, do us a kindness by helping them because we did not get wives for them during the war and you are innocent since you did not give your daughters to them. So that is what the Benjaminites did while the girls were dancing. Each man caught one and carried her off to be his wife. Then they returned to their inheritance and rebuilt the towns and settled in them. At that time, the Israelites left the place, went home to their tribes and the clans, each to his own inheritance. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as he saw fit. Well, it's probably like three of the saddest chapters in the Bible for us on a Monday, grey Monday morning. Um, obviously, chapter 19 is like you think you're reading about Sodom and Gomorrah when um, is it uh, the two angels are taken into Lot's house and then the people of Sodom want to um, sleep with the angels and it is like a replica of that but of course what was hap what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah because of that sort of thing was um, fire and sulfur came down from the Lord but now that exact thing has happened in the tribe of Benjamin in the church you know potentially like the most vile thing you could imagine and I, and it is just like showing where the church is at that's it it's it's as low as it can get you know so from where we began in joshua and things are great really they entered the promised land things are really good <laughs> you get to the end of judges and it is like oh my goodness and they're asking what has gone wrong um but i think it is just the sort of slow turning away from jesus and two idols over generations. That's where it can lead. So let's not do that. Let's just come to Jesus and ask for help. Uh, not be naive to what could happen if we just go away from him. Hey, there we go. Have a good, uh, have a good Monday. I hope you guys are okay. Thanks for listening. And see you tomorrow, everyone. Bye.